I am so excited for this interview. I have Jill Thiel on the show and she's going to talk all things Reiki with us today. Um, I just want to say you guys have probably heard me talk about Reiki. I've been getting Reiki sessions over the past six months. Jill Jill was the first person who I had Reiki with and I can tell you that my session with her was absolutely transformational. In the session, I felt this energy flowing through my body. I felt where there was blocks. I I was crying at one point without even knowing where this energy and these tears were coming from. I felt all sorts of different sensations and tingling throughout my body. And it was a really, really interesting experience because afterwards it gave me a lot of insight into where I was holding negative energy within my body. And it helped me start to release that and start to recognize when that energy was bubbling up. I would say it was one of the things that accelerated my spiritual transformation and getting me on the path I'm on today. I'm excited for her to share with you guys what Reiki really is because I'm going to be honest, I was just going knowing that I felt good when I went and not understanding what it really can do for our body. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode. But before we dive in, I want to share a few things with you guys. Number one, if you have not claimed your high vibe guide, make sure you get that. I've linked it in the show notes. You can grab a copy there. This is really going to tie into this episode because it's all about raising our vibration. And that is one thing Reiki can help is rebalancing the chakras. I talk about the chakras in the guide. I talk about how to rebalance if you have a chakra out of whack. I have foods that you can incorporate, essential oils you can incorporate, exercises you can do, things to help raise your vibration. I can honestly tell you guys, knowing this information has helped me maintain a healthier lifestyle every day because I feel the effects on an energetic level, not just the looking in the mirror, looking at the scale. It is the spiritual side of wellness. So I really hope you get a copy of that. Like I said, that's in the show notes. You can claim your your guide there. And then second, if you're, you've probably heard me talking about the gut course I'm going to be launching. So that is going to be launched sometime in April. But you guys, you guys know I struggled with brain fog, slurred speech, really crappy memory. I was on ADHD medications. I was struggling to stay awake at work. I did not know what was wrong with me until I took matters into my own hands. And so after doing a lot of research, I realized that I likely had leaky gut and I did a gut protocol that I had, I I put it together based on the protocols that I had learned from functional medicine conferences I had been to. And I really believe it's a, a great way to help heal your gut if you have things like IBS, if you have, if you suspect that you have leaky gut. So some symptoms of that would be things like brain fog, slurred speech, really, you know, cystic acne, um, having inflammation. So I, I will often find sock lines when I know I've been eating foods that can exacerbate leaky gut. And I had really, really bad sock lines last time this year. So those are just a few of the things that you maybe experiencing gas, bloating, indigestion. If you're wondering if this is a good fit for you, if you're wondering if you have, if you suspect that you have some gut issues, reach out. Um, I will, you know, walk you through and really talk through who this course is for and if it's a good fit for you or if you should go and and see a doctor first. Now, a lot of you may have already seen doctors like I had um, and been put, you know, just said that you have IBS and kind of an overarching label. Or maybe you guys have had, um, you know, not gone to a doctor. And, and, and that's where we could talk through if, if this is a good first step for you. So that being said, shoot me a message on Instagram. 
on Facebook if this is something you're interested in. And now let's dive into this episode with Jill. Jill is a Reiki healer, Reiki teacher. She is a Corona teacher and has the highest level of Reiki training that you can. She has great energy and absolutely transformed my life. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode that I am so excited for you guys to hear. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. So today we have Jill, who is a Reiki practitioner on the podcast. I know I gave you guys a great intro on what she does, but I'm so excited to have you here and help spread this message of the power of what Reiki can do. So welcome, Jill. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, So why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit about you and your background um, what got you into Reiki and, and, you know, a little about your story? Sure. Well, um, you know, as a kid growing up, I've always been interested in metaphysical things. Um, it fascinated me. I was led to astrology and uh, dreams, symbology and palmistry. Um, but as I got older, um, I, you know, channeled that more into an art career ended up going to school for art, uh, working in design field uh, for for many years, Um, something else that I like to do for fun now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was finding that I was channeling um, more spiritual stuff into my artwork. I was more of an expressionalist, um, Mm -hmm. expressionalism sort of uh, painter, photographer, and uh, so in my 20s, I was going through some stressful times, like while I was in that field, looking for a job. Uh, It was uh, the economy at that time. There were uh, a lot of uh, hits in the design field and many people applying for all those same positions. And uh, so I ended up finding Reiki as a way for stress and just also dealing with relationships and things like that uh, because I I was finding that um, I was a very empathic person. Mm -hmm. So I would be internalizing this and have kind of always had a lot of stomach issues is where it would uh, manifest. And a friend suggested I try it. So I went in for some sessions and I was in my 20s when I started just getting and receiving Reiki. And then I had learned that I could do this. And so I thought, you know, you had to be born a certain way. I I didn't know about really what Reiki was until I tried it. And then then I was like, oh, I could learn this. I want to learn this. And so a few years later, so I'd I'd kept on receiving sessions. And then a few years later, during one of um, a layoff when I was in between jobs is when I was like, I'm going to do this. So I took Reiki 1 and 2. 
uh, and that was in 2004. And then a couple of years later, I found myself again in a in a another layoff. And in these layoffs, you know, it wasn't like I did anything wrong. Just like you know, one was um, the I was doing interior design, and um, the housing market collapsed. And another one, the company moved to Texas. And so these were just all things that were just like that just happened. But I realized that it was actually at that time, I wanted to be like, you know, what's wrong? What is the universe? Why is the universe doing this to me? Um, you know, relationships, friends, all of that. And um, I was in my Saturn return. And so that was a pivotal place in my life where things were changing. And then I realized at that time that I was just missing what I was supposed to be doing. And so during that time, I ended up going to Mexico for the winter. And uh, at that at that time, I had like a wake up and I realized that I wanted to, when I went back, I wasn't going to go back into the, into the design field anymore, that I was going to follow this Reiki path. And um, I was guided to go into massage therapy as a way to um, get more hands-on and have clients. And I received message that um, from my intuition that that would be a way that like in 10 years from now, I could fully have a sustainable Reiki practice by bringing people in and just working in a field um, that's complementary to Reiki. So I, I did that and then I took my master, Reiki master class, became a teacher and then I started blending those uh, techniques together and started my own business. And then over the last 10 years, um, it's, it, it built. And so now, now it's been about 13 years since I first uh, became a Reiki master teacher. And, um, and then now, now I do it full time. And so that is the um, main focus of my business. I still do some massage, but it's mostly Reiki massage. Um, again, complimentary stuff, but uh, I teach now Reiki full time. And I also practice Reiki full time. And I also do sound healing as well with crystal singing bowls. And some foot reflexology and some aromatherapy is mostly what my practice consists of. Um, and, and I absolutely love it. Mm, I love that, that it was a personal experience. Um, <laughs> the dogs are barking in the background right now. I guess my question is, um, and I think a lot of the listeners have heard me talk about my Reiki experiences briefly, but what, how do you explain Reiki? What's a, you know, what is Reiki essentially? Well, it's, it's a tool and a technique, um, but it's also a form of spiritual guidance. Uh, Reiki originally uh, comes from Japan. The word itself is a, is a Japanese word. Um, though, you know, different varieties and forms of Reiki have been around for thousands of years. Uh, the word Reiki itself means universal life universal life force energy. But if you look at the kanji or you look up the word Reiki itself, um, kanjis like encompass a whole other meaning um, that just translates in English to universal life force energy. Uh, but what it really does is that we all have that chi or ki inside us. Mm -hmm. And that is our life force. And so what Reiki is doing 
is that when you get a hands-on treatment from a Reiki practitioner, if, if they're using that technique to work with you, uh, the kind of classic, uh, what we would think about receiving Reiki, um, Reiki, that spiritual guidance component, Reiki is a source. And so like where God would be or whatever in your spiritual language makes sense to you, Reiki is a source of energy that's connected to love and compassion that does no harm to people. And when you receive Reiki, you get attuned to Reiki. And so then you connect to that Reiki source. And then that Reiki source becomes your Reiki guide. And it helps you to become a better you by assessing and clearing away areas within your aura, in your chakras, in your meridians, in your body. It assesses your emotions, physical ailments, and it, it works directly with you to clear away where these accumulations of what would be called bioki or negative energy accumulating in the body. And so when I get attuned or receive Reiki, it's that spiritual guidance is working directly with me to clear away so I can be more in alignment with what my authentic self or true nature really is. When a client comes in and receives Reiki, the Reiki practitioner is not doing the work but the Reiki energy is flowing through them and assessing where they may need those, those changes or, or, or fixes in their, in their energy, in their chi. And then it brings in light and it removes the dark so they can be clear and so it can help people physically, emotionally, spiritually, and a combination of all of the above. Uh, so when I think about Reiki, you know, a lot of times people think, well, I don't necessarily want to teach it or I don't want to maybe do hands-on. And that's okay because you can learn Reiki just to be a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I often have people take Reiki 1 and 2 that take master just to raise their vibration higher that never intended to teach that end up becoming teachers uh, because we often get in the way of our most highest potential because of our past from what we've inherited and what we've created, you know, through our family and our life, um, kind of our ego will get in the way of, of making those choices and often the better choice, which was me before I received Reiki. I kept going back into the art field, even though that was my degree, that's what I'm really good at but there was actually a different purpose and I wouldn't have been able to know that had I not found Reiki because mm -hmm. Reiki actually showed me this is actually what you need to be doing. Uh, and, and then to the degree of how far Reiki has taken me in that career. Um, I mean, I have, I, you know, I've recorded other podcasts about health conditions that it's helped me with in gardening. And there's so many other things that it's complementary to. So I teach Reiki to nurses and psychologists and business people who want to have more mindful business practices, you know, people who want to help their family. Um, it's just endless because Reiki is not an alternative therapy, though some people will find it because they want to try different things, but it's always complementary. It's always in addition to, it's powerful enough on its own, but in addition to when you pair it with whatever you're good at. And so like maybe you grew up doing a certain thing, 
you're supposed to do all that. And if you bring Reiki into it, it's just going to help that be even better, or it may change your direction. Um, but we're all on a path that we're supposed to be doing. And so basically, you know, for me, like Reiki, I use Reiki in everything. Um, I would like to say like, I live Reiki. I, I use it in my food. I use it when I drive. I start my day with it. I end my day with it um, in every way because of that form of spiritual guidance that it gives you. It just makes everything better. Oh, I love all of that. And it just resonates so strongly. And it's a really great explanation of what I experienced after one of my first Reiki sessions, which my first one was with you before I moved to Colorado. Um, but, it, you know, it was it was a, a falling away of everything that was not in alignment with my truth. It was, you know, my whole business shifted, my whole, um, my relationships shifted. I felt like I had stepped into more of my truth and more of who I really am. Um, and that had begun, but it was just a, such a, I, I felt exponentially like it had increased the speed of how fast that process went I had been working on it for two years and then all of a sudden in three months, everything shifted. You know, it was just a, a really cool experience. So that definitely resonates. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I love hearing that. I love hearing stories like that and people and just like how it shifts. And, and sometimes, you know, those shifts in, in a class in a session can happen immediately, like right there. And then at other times, you know, you notice that like within three months and, and it's so amazing how Reiki continues to work with you even after you've left the session. I love that. Okay. So as you're talking about sound healing, I'm going to back up a little bit because I'm, I, this is a personal question. <laughs> I'm just curious. That was such, so it felt so powerful when you did the sound healing with me. I, you know, I could feel energy just flowing through my body and I could feel, you know, I, it was like, I was crying. I didn't know where the, it was coming from. It was just a really powerful moving experience. So what, you know, how does, how does sound healing work? How, how is that different or how is it complementary? What is, I know we're kind of getting off the topic of Reiki, but I'm just fascinated by, fascinated by that as well. Yeah. Well, sound healing, um, it, it's, it's um, complementary again to Reiki or, you know, any healing modality. Um, I use crystal singing bowls. And so what those are, are they're bowls that are made out of quartz crystal or other types of crystals. So I have, um, I have a few different styles of bowls. I have quartz crystal, I have gemstone infused, and then I have alchemy uh, singing bowls. And so all of them have quartz crystal in it, which is like a clear um, crystal. Uh, and then the gemstone infused have a little bit of gemstone in there. And so then they make the bowls colored. And then alchemy means that it's more of a combination of another stone with some quartz crystals. So it's like an alchemy of, of a bowl. And so I have like an emerald and a sapphire and I've got amethyst and citrine. And, and so all those bowls then are different notes. Mm -hmm. um, and all of the notes um, correlate to different chakras. 
And so each chakra then resonates with one of those crystal singing bowls. Mm -hmm. And so when I play the bowls, what it does is it amplifies through the sound, the frequency of the Reiki, and it combines it with the crystal and the note. And then it sends powerful, like a sonic vibration to the person that's feeling it and then it amplifies the reiki and um, helps to clear the chakras even deeper uh, with using that complementary um, sound healing. Uh, some people use Tibetan singing bowls, which are also powerful. Um, they're usually made of metal. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times uh, monks will hand um, kind of hammer and polish mantra into them. And so they're also um, usually uh, different notes. Um, crystal singing bowls are usually pitch tuned to perfect note. And um, mantra, like the Tibetan bowls with the mantras, are not usually in tune. But when you play them together, they, they just sound beautiful. So it, it doesn't matter. It's in it, the same thing. Um, if people are singing or chanting or toning with bowls, sometimes people have a beautiful singing voice and sometimes it's not you know, like this perfect singing voice, but it doesn't matter because the Reiki is the application of how you're bringing that in there with it. And so things don't need to be perfect. Um, it's, it's all about the Reiki. Um, they're just different applications of ways that you can bring notes in. And some people prefer the crystal bowls and some people prefer the metal bowls. Some people use a combination of both or do some chanting and toning with it. Um, as you mentioned, it's very powerful and you can feel it. Um, so with the crystal bowls, it's more like a sonic experience. And so it gets really, really loud and the bowls can be really big to really small, but it gets really loud and you can feel it vibrating through your whole body or parts of your body. Um, the Tibetan bowls don't usually get that loud. Um, it's, and you can place them right on the body. And so it's softer. So they, they kind of do the same thing, but they're just, um, applied a little bit differently and, um, people love it. It also, I find that the singing bowls are really helpful for people who have like anxiety or have a hard time getting out of their head because of how powerful the sound comes through, it often stops their thoughts and mm -hmm. they just go, they, they can't, it, it overpowers. It's like, there's really nothing that can overpower your thoughts, but the singing bowls really can do that. People tend to just focus right on them, which helps them just go a lot deeper into their uh, Reiki session mm -hmm. uh, a lot quicker. Um, in this day and age with cell phones and technology, uh, people are really uh, come in a lot. A lot of the people that I see have anxiety or just have a hard time shutting their brains down. And so then it's like, now go to this Reiki treatment and just be mellow and don't think about anything. I mean, like that's, you know, you can yeah. imagine how that goes. I mean, the first thing people do is like, okay, I've got laundry to do. I mean, their brain is just automatically going to just turn mm -hmm. on and start making lists. And so 
The singing bowls really help um, to just get people into a zone a lot quicker, I find. Uh, and then just overall in the whole treatment itself, it just it's just very, very nice and uh, soothing and, um, and healing. Well, I'm sure that's why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. struggle of getting out of my head. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's real for, for, I mean, so many people, um, Mm -hmm. it's a real thing. (laughs) So what, if someone came to Reiki, what types of sensations, feelings, what, what do people typically experience in a session? It's different for everyone. Uh, everyone's session is unique for them. Um, no two sessions will be exactly the same. And even if you go to the same practitioner twice, your first session, your second session, third session, it, it'll always be different. Um, you get exactly what you need. And even if it is a busy head or a busy mind, um, it, it's, it works regardless of your expectation. Um, I mean, that might just show the person and they might already know that they have that going on. Um, But just because of somebody, if they couldn't relax or something like that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Reiki didn't work. I mean, Reiki works regardless. Um, Our minds might try to trick us into thinking something like that. Um, But that is just not the case. Often people will have remarkable experiences later or after. Um, But that being said, people generally have, you know, physical experiences, emotional experiences, spiritual experiences, um, or they might fall asleep. And so within the physical realm of things, people can feel anything from warm uh, to tingly to really hot to like almost like fire um, to the opposite of that, like ice cold or cool. Um, They might feel like they've left their body and, and that they're still there, but they're asleep. Um, they might feel sensations like waves or um, like tingling. Um, they might feel like I've had people before feel like they're uneven, like they'll look and check the massage table after to see like if one side was higher than the other. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. It's always interesting. Or they'll feel stuff going through a bo- part of their body or like, you know, I'll be at their head and they'll feel stuff going through their feet. Um, Reiki will go regardless of where, where you are. It goes to the source of where it needs to go to, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. by working through the meridians and chakras it, it go, in the aura, it goes to where it needs to go despite. And so somebody might have a headache, but it actually might be something in their ankle that's bothering them. So you could be working on their head and they might feel it in their ankle because there may be uh, you know, some sort of a correlation there going on. Um, and so within those experiences, people generally have one of those experiences or a couple. So somebody might have really physical experience, but also will be seeing things like color um, or visuals, or they might just fall asleep um, immediately and wake up and have had dreams or other very wake up with other insights. Um, sometimes people receive the messages that they need or they just have a flood of memories and emotions that start to come to them 
um, through the session where they're like, oh, I haven't thought about that in a while. Um, sometimes loved ones come through. So I have uh, at times where like a, a medium connection where I'll have people's loved ones come in um, and make themselves known um, with various images or pictures or information as well. So every session is different. I would say with my, with my Reiki, um, most consistently people very physically feel the, my Reiki. Um, whereas some people might, so when they, if they've come to me and they've been to somebody before, they'll usually say like, I've never felt anything like that before. Like that's not how my last session was. Um, and their last session, they might've cried, you know, with that session. And so it's, it's each practitioner has to remember, it's not them that's, that's doing the Reiki. The Reiki is coming through you. And so you're not doing Reiki. You're just there, you're, you know, helping that other person. You're the body that's there. But if two people, you know, a Reiki one practitioner and a Karuna Reiki master like myself, uh, both worked on somebody, um, it wouldn't necessarily matter on if my level of experience was higher than another person's because it's up to Reiki. It's Reiki decides on how that person heals. And mm -hmm. so level one practitioners that are out there working on people also have miracles and witness amazing events happen um, just as much as somebody who's maybe been practicing or teaching Reiki for a very, very long time. Um, we all have that ability. We just need to be open to receiving Reiki. And it really comes down to believing um, and manifesting that reality um, that, that you're able and connected to be able to do that. So if you go see somebody um, and you, you know, I always tell people, you know, try not to have any expectations, obviously set some intentions during the session on what you, you want to do. Um, sometimes people don't have intentions. Sometimes people have a lot of intentions. It doesn't matter. It, it works regardless based on if you have a list of things you want to work on or you have nothing. Um, you just have to be intending that you would like to be open to receiving Reiki. And I always tell people just be open to receiving the best possible outcome for whatever you, whatever you need. Um, because then Reiki can work with you. Um, but then there are people who have certain things and I see people for all sorts of different, uh, variety of different conditions and stuff. And, um, and as I mentioned, everybody has a, a different experience. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things that I've said have been different things that people experience. Um, but, by far, uh, the, the physical feeling um, is one of the strongest things that people do um, tend to report to me the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely felt a lot of sensation when I had my session with you, which is really cool. And I've had every Reiki practitioner I've gone to has, I've, I've felt something different. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, do you have any like, transformation stories that really stick out to you or whether it's health or mindset or emotions or is there anything that a client has come back and said and you're you're just kind of blown away by by the power of reiki 
Well, you know, it happens all the time. I get people who, you know, take classes from me and then within three, four months, people will be like, oh, now I, now I have my dream job that I've been working for, or I've now figured out um, this illness that I've, you know, been trying to figure out. There's a lot of synchronicity that goes on in Reiki classes. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, two weeks ago, I had a class and uh, seven out of the nine people all had an autoimmune condition in there. And so it was like just fascinating, like the, the connection that they had and were able to start helping people out. Um, I've had people have breakdowns um, that, you know, potentially were, you know, committing self-harm that were able to fully just snap out of it in a Reiki session and essentially like see, like, you know, heal that trauma, mm -hmm. um, pulling out a lot of trauma um, from people um, and just the negative emotions that keep people stuck. Um, I've seen people's diabetes um, lower. Um, my mom had a stroke in May and um, it completely brought her back to 100% um, by treating her with Reiki. Um, that, that, that's huge. Um, I've, I've just seen it change people's lives in so many ways. Um, living, like living here in Minnesota and then taking a Reiki class or having a Reiki session, um, I get emails and letters and things all the time from past students, you know, finding their soulmate, um, finding where they're supposed to live. Um, it's just, it, it, it just, it goes on and on and on. Um, and so I, I don't have anything like specifically that sticks out um, because it's it's I could keep going on and on about <laughs> it because it's like because I've been doing it for so long. Um, I well, and so what I will say is I've never had somebody come back to me and say that it didn't work for them. Mm. Um, I've always have people say, "Wow." Um, this is amazing. Um, and just seeing my students starting their own Reiki practices, mm -hmm. um, spreading Reiki, and then the stories that they email me um, about the work that they're doing for people. Um, it's, it's just, it's so inspiring. Um, but no, my favorite thing is, is just most recently with my mom and just seeing yeah. her come back to life um, from her stroke because we, you know, we didn't know if she was going to make it. And so to see her go from not talking, moving on a Monday, um, to leaving on Friday saying, there's nothing wrong with you. We don't know what happened. This is a miracle. Um, it, it was pretty unbelievable. Uh, but, um, I had had a dream before the night before it happened and I was giving Reiki, um, and you know to her and so I knew that something was going to happen I knew that Reiki was going to help um mm -hmm. and in another scenario there was uh I was tubing down the, down the river <laughs> and um the one of the people that we were with started having a heart attack mm -hmm. and um and uh, he was okay uh right away, again I had had a dream the night before that something was going to happen and uh, so often when something really serious like that, I'll have a premonition 
And, um, and then sure enough, uh, something happens and, and Reiki uh, saves the day. So, I mean, I've, I've witnessed um, also my fish jumped out of a tank and was dried to the floor and uh, had, was basically gone. And I put it back in the tank and started giving it Reiki and it came back to life and, and uh, it lived for many, many more years after that. Uh, that was one of my first things uh, with Reiki early on as a Reiki 2 practitioner. Uh, and then some of the other witnesses that I've, miracles that I've witnessed have been in the last few years. Um, but then just day to day seeing, um, you know, I had a guy that couldn't sleep for like 25 years. He came in for two Reiki sessions. I mean, and he, he slept every night ever since then. Um, and so it's just, it, I could go on and on and on about this. It's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, what Reiki can do just from helping people's, um, just, you know, mostly it's marketed for stress relief and it really helps tremendously with stress and anxiety and helping to clear that away um, from people. And so like on a day to day, my schedule is probably kind of mostly just, you know, people coming in for normal life stuff. Uh, and it, it does really well at helping people with that. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's times where you've got big things that come into play and I've witnessed miracles. Um, I have a client that did pass away, uh, but she, um, she had um, stage four breast cancer and, you know, she lived like 10 years um, by coming in and getting Reiki and they, they only gave her like six months. Wow. And so I had a pancreatic cancer patient that, you know, went into remission mm. uh, for many years, which is unheard of. Yeah. Uh, and then when it came back, she was, um, again, only given a few months, but ended up living a few years. Uh, so it, and then other cancer patients that I've worked with that have, had um, been on meds and things and were in so much pain that nothing was working, Reiki was the only thing that, that would actually help their pain. They would, they would reach out to me and say, you know, I'm on this medication and, I, and nothing's helping and then I'm receiving Reiki and now I'm pain-free for a week. Um, and so sometimes it's things like that. You know, mm -hmm. it, it might not cure people, but at least give them a better quality of life um, while they're still in their bodies and transitioning. Um, so I, it, it's, I've, I've seen so many benefits. Um, Parkinson's people that, you know, um, can't walk, like see them calm, become calm and, um, and, not not have those symptoms flaring up and such um it's it's truly remarkable uh and just even having people that maybe are more science oriented come in and feel and feel the reiki and be like you know i wouldn't have believed it unless mm -hmm. i tried it but something happened to me hmm. um i've used it in spirit release which is like a whole nother topic <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you can't see me right now, but I literally have chills coursing through my body and my mouth was hanging open for the most of the majority of what you're talking about. (laughs) Because you're probably so used to this, but for someone who hasn't experienced it, I think this is going to be really like powerful to understand how powerful, you know, rebalancing the energy and just, you know, whatever miracles are happening or happening can be. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh. So while you're doing this, like, how do you, and I think this is a question maybe that we can, you know, provide some, some tactical tips to questioners is that how, how do you stay grounded when you have people coming in with such anxiety or how do people in their day to day, you know, kind of keep their energy, energy, their own, how do they, you know, not pick up other people's energy essentially? Well, just being a Reiki practitioner on its own helps out with a lot of that and doing a lot of self Reiki. Um, also doing meditating and, you know, just breathing and envisioning, you know, being grounded um, mm-hmm. is also extremely helpful. Um, because Reiki isn't coming from self, uh, you're not pulling, like other healing modalities, you're actually using your own energy, like Mm -hmm. you're pulling from your energy. And so when you're doing that, um, you know, you can become drained from that. And so you can actually like take on other people's energy. And I've had other practitioners and stuff. Well, maybe they might say like, um, you know, I felt really um, sick after the session and, you know, what was I doing? What was, I was doing everything right. And so what can happen is sometimes we try so hard, we want to help that person so much that we end up using our own reserves to Mm. work on people. Um, And so the difference with Reiki is, is that you have that Reiki source. And so Reiki is always doing it for you. So you just have to intend for Reiki to flow and let it flow. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to, like, if, if you're a Reiki practitioner, let's say that's not also psychic, you know, that's okay because not all people that do Reiki are psychics. Like I said, in the beginning, it's a complementary therapy. So some people that are psychics, they find that Reiki actually helps them more to be a stronger channel because it complements that other system. And so all you have to do is just be open to channeling Reiki. And then often as the messages come through, they're very subtle. So there's not, sometimes it's, it's a lot, but sometimes it might be just a picture of an apple. Um, I had a person yesterday that was talking about like, you know, I just said, well, I saw this picture of an apple. Well, sure enough, like six months ago, she was at a different healer who saw an apple blossom tree. And so I was like, oh, that's funny. So it was like the, the flower now becomes the fruit, you know? Oh. So sometimes even just the smallest things can be so meaningful and we might dismiss it because we're expecting some great story to come down. And if we don't get that, you know, the person may not have, have uh, received what it is that they need. But often the client is experiencing what they're experiencing, what you're experiencing is different. And so coming back into that, what can happen in an earlier practitioner or somebody who's learning this is that they tend to try really hard and then they start to pull from their own reserves and they tend to, you know, try too hard and, um, and then it can become draining and then you can become ungrounded from, 
from that. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I do, uh, like I said, self Reiki, there's also, um, crystals and stones and things. And so if people are, are into that, um, there's various stones and rocks and crystals that can be grounding, um, breath work, yoga, meditation. Um, there's a thing that we do, which is called the Reiki ideals. And those are a Japanese Reiki technique, which are there. It's just um, a mantra, which is um, just for today. I will not be angry just for today. I will not worry just for today. I will have gratitude just for today. I will be kind to others. And just for today, I will work hard. And what those do is it for that day it makes you present enough to get out of the way of your own self to be able to channel Reiki to help other people, which helps you to be more grounded. So there's other things people can do. In the wintertime, it's kind of cold, but gardening is something that I do, um, putting my hands in the earth, um, growing food, um, th those, those can also be very helpful at grounding. And then just intending, it doesn't need to be very fancy, um, but all you need to do is really just intend to be grounded. Um, and then when you find yourself becoming ungrounded or having anxiety and such, you know, work with your breath, do some things. The sound healing is also very grounding pets, animals are very grounding. There's a lot of different things that people can do to help ground themselves. But it is, it's very important to be grounded in the practice. And another thing that I found to help be more grounded is, is detoxing, like clearing out your body, being more connected with your body. A lot of healers do work in their upper upper chakras. Mm -hmm. And often when we first start getting into this work, it's through those upper chakras that we connect to the spiritual realms with. And then we want to be up there and in that bliss and enjoying that. But that's only where probably 25 or 30% of your abilities come from. You receive a, a, a tremendous amount more um, from your lower chakras, actually. Mm -hmm. And and so working and, and that deal with that's that's gets into your body and into grounding and so to be able to you know be up there and to work in that and to, to blend those energies clearing out those emotional and physical toxins are important to do mm. I love that I love the grounding practices because I think a lot of times we think to guard our own energy we have to do something special but just being really grounded in a our own energy and doing those things are so simple Absolutely. that, you know, anyone can do all of those things. Yes. So, as we're wrapping up, I would love to know what is your favorite way to raise your vibration outside of Reiki? Well, I like to um, be out in nature. Um, I like to go to water out into the trees. As I mentioned, I'm a gardener. And so I find connecting with nature's and also pets and animals is a great way to raise your vibration. And so like within that realm, I also like like the mineral kingdoms and crystals and stones. I like to mm -hmm 
get new stones and things like that. And, you know, I also have a Dharma practice. And so I'm a Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhist practitioner. And so I have a, a practice that I do and um, that clears and helps, uh, helps to clear away uh, self and ego, which also uh, helps to raise vibration. And it, it seems to blend very well my Reiki practice as well. I love it. Well, for our listeners, where can they get in contact with you if they're interested in a session or learning Reiki? What's a good place to find you? Yeah, so my business is the Minnesota Reiki Center for Healing and Training. I'm a licensed Reiki master teacher through the International Center for Reiki Training. And so that that's the top Reiki organization in the world. There's only 30 licensed teachers in the world. And so I'm the only licensed teacher in Minnesota. And so my business, and so we're all independent contractors through this larger organization. And so through my website, the Minnesota Reiki Center for Healing and Training is where you can get in touch with me. And so that's mnreikicenter.com. And I'm also on uh, Facebook. So I have a Facebook um, business page. And you can email me at uh, jteel, that's uh, J-T-H-I-E-L, at mnreikicenter.com. Perfect. And we will link all of that in the show, not- show notes for the listeners. Thank you so much for all of this wisdom and all that you do. I mean, it's really incredible all the lives that you've touched and impacted and are really creating a ripple effect. So thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being on your show today. Of course, of course.